Hey everybody, welcome to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Jan. I'm Dylan. I'm Darius. And on Trek to the Holodeck, uh, we work very hard trying to definitively rank every single Holodeck episode in all of Star Trek. Yeah, uh, we use uh, a series of categories that we've come up with to judge these episodes. They're uh, dialogue, romance, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. You might be wondering what qualifies as a holodeck episode. We have agreed that, that me- that's any episode that features the holodeck. Uh, even if it's just like a, a few seconds, we're going to put it in the list because it's a definitive list and we're going to rank it. Totally. What are we watching this week? Um, so this week we watched a Voyager episode. Um, get our Voyager in there. Uh, it's Bride mm-hmm. of Chaotica, episode 106 of Voyager, which I believe is season five. I don't know the exact episode. Of yeah. It. Yeah. It's, it's, it's season. I think it's season five, episode nine. Yeah. And it aired on January 27th, 1999. Sweet. And it was a good one. So if you would all please join us in entering the holodeck. Believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. May enter. Season five, episode twelve. If you want to, just do a yeah. an insert there. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's fine. Hey, if this is gonna be definitive. We're, we better have the definitive episode then. Uh, it's season five, episode twelve. I, I, I'm a stickler for myself. I don't want anybody calling me out for not knowing, having any information. All those Twitter trolls. I'll just start us off. Uh, I'll, I'm, I like to give credits really early on, so I'll just say that the, the, the story. Stuff. Yeah, was uh, written by Brian Fuller and Michael Taylor, and the teleplay itself was by Brian Fuller. We all know Brian Fuller. He did a ton of Voyager episodes, and he's also a producer now. And mm-hmm. the reason that we had Discovery, right? And yeah, well, the first three episodes of Discovery <laughs> are the thanks to Brian Fuller. He, well, <laughs> again, the first few episodes of Discovery. And then he was fired or let go or left for creative differences. All right. I yeah. Won't, I won't blame Discovery on Brian Fuller then. You can. It's every okay. episode, we're going we're gonna to have a little bit of shade on Discovery. <laughs> this is Trek to the Holodeck addendum, <laughs> also some Discovery. <laughs> no, remember, I promised that Enterprise, I promised, I promised that Enterprise is going to get more airtime than Discovery. I promised. I, I want to say about Enterprise real quick. Um, I was talking to me and Darius's mother the other day, and uh, our dad watches a lot of Trek. And in the quarantine, he's been just watching all sorts of Trek, whatever is on like the TV. And she was trying to explain to me the one that was just had the worst intro song. She was just like, I can't remember what it is, but the song at the beginning is just so bad. I don't even, I, I can't even figure it out. And it's got the really generic white guy as the captain. And I was like, I think you're talking about Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like what you're talking about is Enterprise. Yeah. I was, I was, I was talking to my to our dad about it, and he was like, "Yeah, they're doing Star Trek like marathons right now, and they start out with like vo- like Next Gen, then Voyager, then Deep Space Nine, and then they end it with like Enterprise." And he's like, <laughs> "The theme song is so terrible." I was like, "It's honestly absolutely horrible," but after you watch it for like a season, 
you grow to love the theme song for you're, a you're second. You're into it, yeah. And then <laughs> after like maybe like a season of loving it, you absolutely hate it again. You go, nope, this is absolutely this terrible. Is bad. Dude, I had a, the exact same experience. I remember like the first episode. What, actually, I stopped watching Enterprise after two episodes, I think, when it first aired. I was in high school at the time. But I was like, this is, this, the, the intro song was so jarring that I, I i was like i guess star trek is over because of this theme song but then i like a couple years later i watched all of it after it got canceled like i just like downloaded it um and you know i watched it legally since so but uh the <laughs> uh what's really fun though is when they do the mirror universe episode and they don't do the theme at all and they just kind of invert the intro i love that shit yeah i think it's so campy yeah. and fun it's classic star trek at that point like it becomes uh, classic yeah, exactly. star trek yeah, I will. I'm I'm a Enterprise stan, mm-hmm. generic white guy captain and all. Yep, <laughs> Archer, Big time winners. Archer. Anyway, <laughs> back to uh, back, back to, to the episode at hand. The holodeck. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So the episode was also directed by Alan Croker. 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 K R O E K E R. There are not pronunciation guides on the internet for <laughs> for a lot of these directors and. the I feel bad about that. Hopefully we get to a point where they want to correct us and we'll be like, okay, we'll, that's, we'll correct that's ourselves. That's never happening. <laughs> you just have to be on podcast. Uh, music by David Bell. I think it's great in this episode. And finally, like two, or I'll say three, like big guest stars. Chaotica, Martin Rayner, Lonzak, Nicholas Wirth, and the alien, Jim Crystalude. Who's the alien? The, the alien, the, the, the FBI looking guys. Yeah, the FBI looking guys. Adjustment Bureau guys. I love those guys. Can, yeah, can we kick this off with talking about those guys and like how out of left field they really show up? Yeah, let's talk about, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the things that we liked in the episode. Yeah, yeah. I uh, love those guys. I just want to, because I, I didn't know that they were from another dimension. Like they fit right into this like weird, uh, like Flash Gordon kind totally. of episode. The fifth dimension. Yeah. So is the fifth dimension also in black and white and everybody wears like suits no. and ties and stuff? Or are they like in disguise? I'm guessing, yeah, they, they came in and like analyzed this world that they think is a world because they're also photonic beings and they decided to disguise themselves or like a, a, assume an appearance that these people would like find friendly or know. Yeah. Okay, that that's sense. one of my favorite parts of the episode is the implication that this is basically like the Federation, but for photonic beings. And they're like, <laughs> oh, we're going to make first contact. And what do they do when they do that on the Enterprise or Voyager? Like, well, let's dress up like them so they feel comfortable. I'm oh, like, okay, yeah. I guess we'll dress up in black. And yeah, I never and that's how they show like up. That. Yeah. That's what that's actually like my favorite part of this episode is that Voyager encounters uh, basically the Voyager, but, but for photonic version yeah and and they actually are kind of bad at it they're like the 60s star trek version of it. it's like what's going on uh the only only types of life are photonic all right. life is photonic <laughs> they're like extremely narrow-minded yeah they're yeah. like there's no other life other than photonic life just, just photonic life exist. like yeah. one of my favorite parts of the whole episode is just because it's so tied into what's going on on the ship and it's not like it, it's its own story, but it's so tied into what's going on outside of the holodeck. Everybody who enters the holodeck is so over it in a sense. They like are. Even yeah. Tom Paris and Harry Kim, who are doing this episode <laughs> so. as like fun, are at a point where they're kind of over the story of it. Yeah. And they're just trying to like finish it. 
Yeah, they're like yeah. unfucking the situation. I, like I, we just gotta <laughs> let's just we gotta I gotta say I was watching these episodes ironically of of Chaotica but or, or Captain Proton, but now I just like yeah, I need to be There was a really good moment though where uh at the beginning I guess like I, I've never seen a lot of Voyager, so this is like probably my, the first like full Voyager episode I've actually watched and paid attention to. Dylan, you mean you've seen every single episode of Voyager like two times? Yeah, that, you have to be that's what I meant. Cur- that's what okay, I yeah. meant, really, with the wink. Right, right. But uh, nobody's seen a lot see of it. it. You've only seen it twice. And I'm <laughs> winking. You know, I've only seen it twice. I've only seen it like twice through. So I haven't seen a lot of it. But a lot of the holodeck episodes that I've watched in other series, people aren't as over it. And like they kind of stay in character because they're like they're in it, you know, even if they're like not in character, they're still really focused on what's going on in the holodeck. But there's a really like fun moment where uh, at the beginning uh, where Tom Paris is with Harry Kim and they're like they're fighting the guys. And then uh, Harry Kim like shoots something and he he's he's like fire the, the photons or whatever or rockets or whatever they call them. And Harry Kim kind of just looks over and smiles. And he's like, oh, this is so stupid. Oh, this is so cool. I love that you know, moment, yeah, too. It's like the most genuine moment of like, this is so dumb. But I, I really yeah. like it. I'm having a good time. I think part of the reason why that they're so over it, too, is um, this is research for Tom Paris. Like, Tom Paris oh, yeah. is doing research on 1930s Earth through this idea of, like, entertainment. So it's like he's using these like sci-fi entertainment movies and TV shows of 1930s earth to study what 1930s earth thinks the future will be like. <laughs> yeah. That would be like us reading the time machine or yeah. like, uh, you know, like 20,000 leagues under the sea. It's like, this is what they think yeah. earth is going to be like. They think it's in black and white too. Oh, I love that line too. <laughs> it's like, it turns out the future wasn't as black and white, which is just like, it's, uh, there, yeah. it's very meta and annoying and winky and great. And I'm also I love it. very sad that we won't get to use that line to, um, to Ju- this judge this episode, episode because it doesn't yeah. take place in the holodeck. Yeah. There are a lot of great yeah. lines off the holodeck. But there's a lot one. of really great lines in the dialogue in the holodeck totally. that I really loved. Um, one of my favorites uh, was uh, when Tom Paris is uh, reading the telegram. He's like, this is happening. Stop. <laughs> this is happening. Stop. And then Tuvok is like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Just a great summarize little, it, damn it. It's like a vaudevillian bit. It's great, too, because the actor who played um, Tuvok, uh, Tim, Russ. Tim Russ, he really liked this episode because he got to basically do comedy with Tuvok. Uh, he hasn't had a lot of chances with, uh, to Paris. be comedic with tu- oh. with Tuvok, oh. yeah. yeah, the character of Tuvok, and so he he liked doing this episode one because he got to step into um, the uh, black and white world of uh, Captain yeah. Proton, but two because yeah. he got to have those comedic moments. And Tuvok is like the straight man, perfect straight man. Yeah, you're totally correct. Yeah, yeah. he's like right. Yeah, stop. <laughs> <laughs> he's annoyed too. He's annoyed with the telegram. Like, why is like, why are you reading it like this? Yeah, Tom. Yeah. You know, you don't have to read it like this. <laughs> just, so just summarize stop. it. Damn it. <laughs> it is interesting that the holodeck. Again, we're always coming up against like, why? Why does the holodeck work in the way that it does? And and they like need. I feel like in this situation, this is where you kind of just want the code, like the raw data. Like, mm-hmm. okay, these photonic life forms are at war with Chaotica on yeah. a holodeck. And the fact that Paris has to go and read the telegram 
information that way. Like, why couldn't he just like look at the the the, the code? Like, okay, it looks like it. This is the the holodeck is going to war. Yeah, there's no reason. It seems like, and I don't know this. I could be wrong on this, but it seemed like the the safety protocols were not turned off. So this is the first yeah. time that we see a, a situation happen where the safety protocols were not turned off, but they couldn't turn the holodeck program off. So I'm guessing they couldn't get to any sort of like. Uh, holo- like the holodeck arch to like look at the code or like any sort right. of panel mm-hmm. to look at the code uh, yeah. inside the holodeck. Now, I don't know why they didn't do that once they got off of the holodeck and just like right. go in and, and look at what's going on. Mm-hmm. Do like a force shutdown, you know, control all the weight, yeah. you know, <laughs> let's just, we got to restart this thing. But uh, we should do a, a real quick recap just in case anyone is listening and hasn't seen the episode. Basically what's going on is, Voyager, if you haven't seen it like five five thousand times, like we all have, Dylan, uh, they're stuck <laughs> in um, they're stuck in a different a different part of space that they can't. They're trying to get back to Earth, but they get caught in this uh, what is it like a subspace subspace vortex or something like that? Subspace space stuff. Space conflict like in, stuff. It's like a sand trap. It's like a space time sand trap. Yeah, yeah. They get they get stuck in like quicksand basically and space quicksand. And uh, there's a holodeck program, Captain Proton going on. And they, uh, as they're flying through subspace, these beings that we find out later are photonic beings, basically trap them within the uh, subspace area because they come into the holodeck and are trying to make contact with these life forms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the basics behind it. Yep. Classic Voyager. (laughs) Which is, I think, the only, like stakes in this situation and even i think the stakes are pretty low what are you, what are you talking about they could all die. voyager voyager could be stuck there forever i don't know i just if they don't figure this out i didn't feel it i was having a good time i was really enjoying all of it i just didn't feel uh, all of it, i think it's because dylan's only seen it twice through all of yeah. voyager and so he doesn't understand <laughs> the stakes behind voyager Th- yeah this would be the Truly. third time me seeing it i guess so watching the episode <laughs> so you have to watch it at least 10 times to really understand the stakes of all of it. Uh, since this was my 5,000th and first time seeing this episode, <laughs> uh, it meant a lot. I know I, I agree with you. The stakes aren't felt in this episode, but I will say like intellectually, the stakes are pretty high in the sense of Voyager has made first contact with the species and their stupid, holo- like their fun recreational program has gone to war with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like war games, like, basically. What a fuck like up. a weird like version of war games. It where is. The computer <laughs> kind of just goes rogue. It's like, oh, cool. Uh, there's other photonic stuff. The computer's just adapting. It's like, cool. Well, this character would absolutely react in this way. Yeah. And it's just simulating <laughs> a massive war. <laughs> and people died. Death rays. I mean, not people, but like photonic F- beings 50? died. I, yeah, and pretty 53. gnarly, yeah. Like when they show up, and all the everyone's like on the ground. When Tom Paris comes back, and they're all just like laid out, sprawled out on the ground, and there's like smoke and stuff. That was pretty intense. I was a little uh, like, oh, these people died. I mean, these photonic beings. Which it it's it begs a yeah. question of like, are these sentient beings? Because if like photonic, if there's a photonic like reality. Is it really morally okay to have a holodeck? Well, that's a that's a question frequently posed by the Star Trek. It's also a qu- question fr- frequently posed in Voyager because of the holographic doctor that they have. Um, yeah, so that yeah. they end up using to be the president of the United States, president no, of Earth, president, of sorry, Earth. president of Earth. My bad. 
but which is also a great moment when uh balana comes in uh to see the doctor because the doctor's basically asked for balana's help he's like i've been enlisted first of all he's so excited (laughs) second of all he's so excited and then he said i'm gonna need some cosmetic surgery like some cosmetic surgery basically and then you see him and he's not different like no he looks exactly the same he's just wearing a top hat yeah, like what a, cosmetics did they change within his <laughs> his matrix like nothing yeah yeah i was expecting that too and then he puts glasses and a bowler hat on and i was like <laughs> oh okay <laughs> he's not any different at all what a cheese head he's like i feel like the doctor is wonderfully campy all the time totally. because that's oh just his God. programming and and he's perfect in this episode when he's like my let's just say my performance was unimpeachable and everybody's just like uh, eye roll yeah <laughs> i i've always liked the doctor um as a character and I almost like him more than Data because they have a similar, they have the similar idea of like, what does it Arc. mean to be human? Yeah. What does it mean to be a, a, a living being? But the doctor is not so black and white with it. Like he's just very yeah. like, he's kind of having fun. He's like, we, we have to have a little bell go off every time we say not so black and white this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you really, uh, I, I agree. I, actually, that does pose a question though. Like, we found an entire species of photonic beings. Yeah. Like, okay, plot device. But also, if you think about the do- that should mean a lot to the doctor. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> there's an entire life form type that is sentient, that is photonic, like me. What does this mean about me? And he's just like, I get to do a play. Oh, no, he says, <laughs> he, says <at> one, <laughs> he says at one point, he's like, this is really exciting knowing that there are, there might be other people like me. And then Belana basically takes the the wind out of his sails and goes like, yeah, but if you don't do anything, then you're going to be stuck there. <laughs> yeah, I forgot I'm surprised he's not just like, well, yeah, but that's cool. That's fine by me. You'll all die yeah. and starve. All your replicators are <laughs> malfunctioning, but I'll just live a dope life with other photonic beings that actually only recognize me as sentient. We also, we also have to keep in mind that he is a uh, EMH. And even though it's deep into Voyager at this point, five seasons, and he's still he's basically become his own character, he still probably has some of the um mm-hmm. some of the programming of like, I have to take care of these people. Like these yeah. you know, yeah, so like those biases. He can't yeah. just be like, fuck you all, I'm gonna go live in this. Um when the doctor first shows up, there's one moment that I I think it's my favorite moment of the whole episode, is when he steps on the rock when it's a close up on his foot. And you see the rock kind of buckle under his foot. And it's not like a rock. It's like a set rock. And he steps on it. And it kind of like it goes down a little bit. And then it goes up to him. And I just love that like little detail of this is a set. And also the doctor has weight here. Like he's not just oh, this yeah. like floating yeah. thing. He steps down and it and it moves a little bit. And it's these two some... like cool details about the set and him actually having weight in this like fictional world that's really great filmmaking yeah yeah observation there dylan i really appreciate that yeah i had not noticed that but yeah the fact that he's i, li- I really like that he's, a lot yeah uh, the, it, i love uh, that that brings up the fact that like the art does art direction in this episode i think is top notch so good it's really f- it looks fun. like an actual like old episode of, of the tv show yeah. They did bad very well. Yeah. Like they didn't just do a shitty job. They did a shitty job in, in the, a, the, the perfect, perfect way. way. Yeah. Yeah. And all the costumes, the 
the weird little like penis helmets that all the guys are wearing and like <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting too cuz talking about the art direction and stuff like that they used they reused a lot of this stuff from other things. Oh really? Um, yeah. So like the um Fortress of Doom's interior they made it look like pretty expansive on purpose. Um but the uh Throne of Chaotica was uh actually used in Minister Odala's chair in the distant origin, uh, uh, Coneheads, 1993 Coneheads. Um, they also oh, so used they, it in that. <laughs> so like it's been used in multiple things. So they used it in the Coneheads, they used it in distant origin. Like, um, and then, so this was like a low-budget episode straight up. They were just totally. like, let's find all the space shit we can find and just throw it into an Chaotica's episode. death ray was previously used as a weapon in the forest of Minos on Star Trek The Next Generation in the episode The Arsenal of Freedom. What? Yeah. Which is actually one of the... I kind of like that episode of The Next Generation because uh, it's basically like a military-industrial complex and mm-hmm. they're doing like a sales demo, but the sales demo ended up wiping out an entire civilization. Uh, <laughs> Classic sales demo. that's for demos. a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing that's yeah. interesting is um, in the teaser, um, and it's also in the episode, Harry Kim talking to Paris and basically saying like planet X looks like the mines of mercury they had in the last episode <laughs> yeah. as a joke. Right. But it's also an in joke in reference to a planet of hell set used uh, to depict many of the subterranean and cave scenes mm-hmm. since the first season of star Trek, the next generation. And it was also the same set they were using. Yeah, they just like yeah, making fun it. of themselves. Yeah. It's like a little wink at the screen. I love it. It's like, yeah, well, sometimes, you know, the budget's not that great. <laughs> sometimes you don't have a lot of money. The writer's like being pissed off at the producers. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to use it. We got to use it all again. Well, it's also this episode was used uh, mainly, this episode came about because they needed to use a, the holodeck as much as possible because right before they went to film this episode, the uh, bridge uh, set caught on fire. And so they couldn't use the bridge for a while. So they had to have an episode where they weren't on the bridge as much as possible. And so they did this episode. And all the scenes that were shot on the bridge were shot a week later. At a different time. But yeah, that's why there's so much. And that's actually one of the, this is one of those rare holodeck episodes where the vast majority of the runtime takes place on the holodeck. Yep. Yeah. Which is super nice, especially that, that latter end of it, which really is like the episode when Janeway becomes Arachnia. Arachnia. Yeah, and all the, this whole interaction, she's fantastic. I've only seen Voyager like twice through, so I don't really know a whole lot about Janeway, but she's great, especially in this role. She kills it, and all of her lines are fantastic too. Yeah, that that moment, and it's not on the holodeck again. We're not going to be able to like, use it when we're rating these things, but that moment when they're talking about what they're going to do, and Tom Paris is like, well, somebody's got to play like the, qu- the queen... Arachnia. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, "Oh, I wonder who's that's gonna be." Kind of jokingly looks at everybody and then looks back at Paris, and Paris is like, "It's you. You have you have to play Arachnia. <laughs> it's gonna be you." <laughs> or like when Paris is like, "Ask uh, he's uh he shows her the costume on the pad." Yeah, she's like, "What's the costume?" She grabs the pad, and then her expression's like, "What?" <laughs> she just asks, us, "Like this is the fucking costume?" Because <laughs> the costume is great. Yeah, the queen and so good. Uh, Arachnia costume is fantastic. Has, a couple of my favorite lines of hers is when she sits down in the chair and it's very like, like somehow I feel very comfortable here. And yeah. <laughs> and then my second favorite line is 
at the end, her like action line. She's like, I don't know how to tell you this, but the wedding's off. <laughs> it's like so, <laughs> it's so cheesy. It's like so good. It really just killed me. I loved it. Yeah, she's just like at first she like, she's so resistant yeah. early on, and then once she gets into the program, she's a hundred percent on. Kind of like a wharf situation. Yeah, she probably um, plays the part the most out of any of the characters in this episode. Yeah, totally. And she doesn't break character at all. Yeah, it's new for her, whereas it's not new for for Harry yeah. and and Tom. Yeah, and I think later on in Voyager, I could be wrong, but I think later on in Voyager. Janeway really uses the holodeck to uh, like remember her as a husband um, because she's been away her for partner, so, her partner because yeah. she's yeah. been away for so yeah. long. So like, oh, that's cool. It feels new to her, but maybe uh, it's been so long since I've watched Voyager. I mean, I've seen it like 10,000 times, but it's been a long time since <laughs> I've seen it the last time I saw it. Yeah, you saw so much, so so many times early on because you're such a big fan. Yeah, yeah, a true fan. <laughs> but I don't know, I don't know if she's on the holodeck a lot before this episode, but later in the seasons, she starts to use it a lot more. Oh yeah. Can I say something about Harry Kim real quick? You can say as much as you want about Harry Kim, played by Garrett. Is it Garrett Wong? I've only seen the show twice through, so I don't really know it. But is he like? Is he like the horn dog? Is he like the Riker? Because he has that really weird, <laughs> uncomfortable. What about the slave girls? And I was like, oh, this is weird. I don't like. I this. think he's more of an incel. It's split between Paris and Harry and, and Harry Kim. <laughs> like <laughs> the horn dog aspect of Riker is split between them. They're like the horn dog duo. Well, that's the thing. Is like at first it's yeah. just Paris and Harry Kim is like the go get him like gung ho. I just want to be liked kind of character. I was like, I'm new to Starfleet. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And okay. then like okay. he kind of buddies up with Tom Paris, and then Tom Paris kind of rubs off on him, and then they kind of both become this character. And then later so in like Voyager, wingman. Tom Paris becomes like the homely like I'm just a good Starfleet officer now, and Harry Kim's becomes the one of like <laughs> Harry Kim. Come on, what are you doing? Stop saying weird shit, man. <laughs> the, and also, let, let, I think I want to make a, a, an argument here that these are maybe the two biggest losers in all of the <laughs> mainstream Star Trek shows besides Barkley. Because like Paris starts off as lieutenant and then he gets demoted. By the time this episode's on, he's an ensign because, you know, he's always breaking the rules. And it's supposed to be come off as like he's this hot shot sort of rule breaker yeah. character. But it really just comes off as like you you're a fuck up. And Kim <laughs> starts the series as an ensign. And after seven years of traveling through the Delta Quadrant, he ends the series as an ensign. He never gets a promotion. Are you see oh he, out. He, he does yeah. take he does at one point, I think, take the commander's test or whatever to like start to work his way up. And I think he there's a few episodes one in particular where he gets to like be in charge of the bridge at night um, and he has to like <laughs> make decisions. But yes, he is just an ensign. <laughs> like imagine you're like 23 years old, you get assigned to Voyager. It's like, cool. That's awesome. I'm an ensign. It's my first few years. Within a couple of years, I'll be like Lieutenant, you know, maybe I'll get the commander. He's 30 years old, has been in the Delta Quadrant for seven years. <laughs> it's like, comes back home. It's like, oh my God, you've must have, you've been through so many adventures. What have you, how many promotions have you gotten, son? And he's just like, oh, I got zero prom promotions, but uh, sometimes they let me like watch the security <laughs> cameras at night. <laughs> like some, sometimes they let me make sure that the autopilot's working for the night shift. <laughs> Sometimes well, like, they give me speaking, cool jobs. Speaking of Tom Paris, too, I, I, Tom Paris is such an interesting character because at the beginning of Voyager, um, 
Janeway pulls him from a prison to come mm-hmm. aboard and pilot and um, be the pilot of Voyage, like be not the pilot, but be like the helmsman of Voyager. And uh, we've seen the actor who plays Tom Paris previously in uh, the next generation with the, Robert Duncan McNeil yeah, with yeah. the episode yeah. with Wesley, where there's like the whole thing that happened within Starfleet Academy and they're all like on trial and stuff. And Tom Paris is an asshole. Tom Paris is an asshole. But he's not, his name's not Tom Paris in that episode. Sorry, um, yeah. But he is the son of an admiral, I believe. And Tom it's Paris basically the same is character. the son of an admiral. Yeah. It's basically yeah. the same yeah. character, but they never really like tie it together and make it the same character. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I wonder if that's like a thing. Like, if they did that, they'd have to pay the original writer or something, or I don't know why, but like it's a, well, I don't know why they didn't just make it the same character. I think that would have been way more interesting. I, I feel like it would have been hard to like not retcon, but like fix his character. Cause I remember when I first watched that episode, I was like, this dude's like an asshole. Like, he's like a really bad guy. And then when I watched that's Tom true. Paris in this, I'm like, he's just kind of stupid. Like, I don't, I don't, he's made some mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's not like an evil dude. Like, what he does in that that next gen episode feels like some weird like uh like college hazing cover up where it's like oh you're a bad you like did some bad shit and you're like trying to get out of it like it, it that's true doesn't play as fun or anything it's much more unforgivable yeah by Starfleet standards yeah uh yeah I think <sighs> we're talking about like how this episode reuses a lot of props and stuff and it can make sense budget wise for this episode but it's also kind of a fun like meta reference to flash gordon mm-hmm. which this is heavily inspired by in the, yeah. in the 30s they reuse sets pieces from other universal productions like frankenstein and the mummies like this mm-hmm. this is just like a uh, an echo of a long lineage of that tactic used uh, in episodes yeah, yeah totally i think that's uh, a fun like meta way to do it. This is probably the most meta holodeck episode that we, ever that we've seen yet. Yeah, at least uh, out of the four that we've uh, <laughs> we've done so far, uh, they they really lean into it. Like with the um, the opening, the cold open of the episode it starts with like a uh, Captain Proton, yeah, which yeah. is just the second time that we see Captain Proton in Voyager. Yep. So there's a little bit of a background, and there. we'll see yeah. Captain Proton again, like. They they liked Captain Proton enough to keep it going. I think there's maybe five Captain Proton episodes. Oh, that's fun. I'm excited to view all the other ones. I, I really enjoyed this, like the vibe of this. I thought it was super fun. And it's probably the cheesiest episode that we've watched so far, I think. Oh, yeah. It's, this is like a runaway camp success. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Truly. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Voyager, Mess Hall. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Anyways, uh, I don't know. I just think that uh, Neelix is cooking is like not necessarily 100% the best, no. but I don't mind it. Yeah, it could be know? better. I, I agree. Hey, hey, Lo. Hey, Lo. What's Pe- up, man? A moment, please. Okay. Okay. Hey, um, have you been talking to Tom Paris at all, uh, Pert? Um, not, I, I was talking to, to Harry Kim, and he was there, so I haven't really uh, been, I've kinda, what's up? I've been trying to, I've been trying to be, like, good friends with Tom Paris. I feel like me and Tom have first names in common, we both got Tom, yeah. right? His dad's an admiral, be a good friend to have, yeah, yeah. right? And, like, 
I've been watching the replays of uh, Captain Proton, the uh, holodeck uh-huh. program, and I'm just kind of annoyed that he didn't ask me to be his sidekick, Buster Kincaid. I feel like Harry Kim just does a terrible well, job. They're like friends, though, him and Harry Kim, you know? Yeah, but why can't we be friends? Like, why can't me and Tom? Why? I, why does Harry Kim get to play Buster Kincaid? It'd be kind of weird. Could you, like, if you guys were friends, it'd be Tom and Tom. But Tom Space yeah. and Tom Paris, like two things. Yeah. Right? But it ro- rolls off the tongue. Tom, Tom and Tom. And Tom. Like, yeah. Harry, Harry. Tom and Harry is a good combination. Yeah. Tom and Harry. Nah. Harry Kim, have you ever watched the the, the, Proton, the Captain Proton stuff? He breaks all the time. He's smiling. Yeah. He doesn't get into character. He doesn't, like, take it seriously. Like, me as Buster Kincaid, 100% in character all the time. Mm. I mean, yeah, you're right. I've seen you act before too, even though you didn't get cast in in multiple plays. But uh, you're yeah, good. Yeah, but I've been in the holodeck practicing my Buster Kincaid. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> my Buster Kincaid is good. Okay. Perhaps an ironic detachment is what Ensign Paris prefers. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Harry Kim's always talking about slave girls. Yeah, How about that you know one? what? Huh? Harry Kim's Actually, always talking about slave in- girls. Interesting that you say that. I I was talking to Harry Kim um, a little bit ago and he was telling me about the slave girls and I was wondering would it be weird like if is that weird if you like inquire about them in are you asking if it's weird that they're slave girls within a holodeck program yeah like is it weird that Harry Kim's excited about them cause he was he was talking he was like really excited he's like yeah there's like slave girls it's kinda hot is that weird? That's weird. They're, but like, they're slave girls. Like, well, no, but weird. not like, that's not weird. like they're not slaves to you. They're like you're liber- you're you're freeing them. So it's probably not weird. I'm I'm just one. I'm just trying to gauge like if it's weird to liberate people and then like uh, have it's sex. It's not with weird them. to liberate slave girls. It's weird to liberate slave girls with the expressed like want. Oh, okay, okay. So, all right. I just wanted to gauge the room. I'm not, I don't do that in the, you guys are looking at me like I'm, I do things with slave, I I don't do that. I was just gauging if it was like weird. And so I can tell Harry Kim like, hey, that's weird. Like, I just want to keep him accountable, you know. Did you program a program with slave girls? No, no, no. Sleep with them? (laughs) Of course not. No, 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 no. If if I'm going to do something... It's not going to be with slave, but the thing is, this this. I should point out, Pert, that we have recently met a photonic life form, a sentient species, and that does imply, notwithstanding the fact, uh, that does imply, also our doctor existing mm-hmm. on this ship, that these holographic projections do have sentience. Yeah, no, it, exactly. So okay, yeah, cool, yeah, cool. I yeah, it it wouldn't be weird, but it yeah, okay, I get it. I feel I'm getting the and I understand. Lopek, why are you crossing yeah, your legs? Yeah, you, you've been, never seen you cross your legs. Doing before. a lot of weird twitching, also. Ah, yes. You may have noticed I have been less active in the last two weeks since our encounter with mm-hmm. the photonic life forms. Yeah, I am holding it in. Holding, like not going to the bathroom. Like your pee. Yes. If you recall, there were only four functioning laboratories on the Voyager. Uh, there were only four functioning laboratories okay. on Voyager yeah. at the time. I began a old and outdated Vulcan practice of holding it in, a meditative 
exercise that takes a lot of mental and physical prowess. Since then, I have continued the practice, for I feel it is useful. But that was two weeks ago. Yeah, you can still pee. All the lavatories, like, you can still, you can go to the bathroom now. Yes, I can, but I choose not to. This has made me much sharper and more focused in my day-to-day operations. But it's also made you a lot less active. So, like, you're not actually getting your work done. You're just kind of, like, sitting here. Staring into space. I prefer to think of it as meditate. Meditation? I understand your logic. Yeah, you should probably... Thanks. Uh, does it hurt? It is quite painful. Go to the bathroom. You should probably just go to the just bathroom. Just go to the bathroom. Okay. I'm going to stand very slowly. I gotta go, guys, because I got a, a holodeck uh, reservation in like five minutes. I just want to get there early because I, I was thinking of a new storyline to write in. Uh, I'm not changing anything. You guys are looking at me again like I'm, I had slave girls in my holodeck, but I didn't. Harry Kim did not tell me to add that. That did not happen. So I, but I need their new a new storyline. I got to write in. So I'm gonna go. If you guys want to see me, I mean, don't come in. Do not come in there. But I'll be in the holodeck for. I'm gonna go walk past the Delta Flyer and hopefully just like run into Tom Paris. I need to replicate a new pair of pants. Oh, come on, man! Captain Proton appears. Now, it's not necessarily that it's going to be a full episode of Captain Proton, but Captain Proton appears in nine Voyager episodes. Oh. Night, 30 Days, and then Bride of Chaotica is the third one. Alice, Drive, uh, Repression? I don't even know how to say that word. Nightingale, (laughs) Shattered, and Endgame. Wow. He's in Endgame? It's Repression. Repression. I, why couldn't I think of how to say repression? <laughs> it was repressed in your memory. Oh, oh ooh, God. Ooh, and yes, one. Dylan, he was in Endgame and nobody he was in Endgame, caught him. Right? Did, did he die in Endgame or was that not a big deal? Do you imagine Captain Proton, black and white Captain Proton at that end scene? <laughs> Dust. <laughs> yeah, he's like one of the superheroes. <laughs> Tom Ferris. Man, th- this episode's so campy uh, too. Like... I know we've talked about it, but it's just so campy. No, let's do it. Let's like, talk. Everything it's, it's, about it. I think it's that's campy. the strength of it. Yeah. Constance Goodhart. Oh, Constance Goodhart. Camp. Like who just and again, another campy ass name. Like yeah, and she dies. She, she all she does is scream and, and die. die. Yeah. She never says anything. Can Can Robot Guy gets more screen than she does? Which and, you, oh, excuse me. You, sorry, Satan's, Satan's robot. Satan's robot. Sorry. Satan's robot? No. I told Darius naturally. <laughs> me and Darius watched this episode for the first time together, and I told him, uh, "I'm gonna go to some like Trek con, and I'm gonna cosplay uh, the D- Satan's robot." <laughs> oh, it's so good! Whoever's in that costume is having the time of way his life. too much fun. It's got those like Lego character hands. Sorry, it's got those Lego character <laughs> hands. You know, like. You could you could stick a bottle of wine in them, yes. and that's it. That's the only thing that would stick <laughs> in there. Bottle of wine hands. I love it, and I love when he like when Tom Paris fixes him at first. He's like, just got to do this, and then like he boots up and is like, invaders, invaders, and then Tom Paris is like, what the fuck, and just like hits him, <laughs> smacks, <laughs> he does the, like, smacks him. He does the old school how to fix technology. You hit it because like yeah, with and it, old tube TVs and stuff like that. Sometimes the best thing you could you do hit was it. hit the TV and it'll yeah. straighten itself out. It's physical. It kind of it's, felt it's like abuse to me. It kind of felt like pull yourself together, man. Like he sh- shakes him and slaps him and it's like, you know, <laughs> I know well, you're he, dealing with a lot. Just tell me what happened. But that's the thing, Don, is he was 
He was in the 1930s and technology back then <laughs> was slapped right. in order to get fixed. And then we as a species <laughs> yeah. of human beings came to the realization that corporal punishment is not the way to treat technology. It's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah, it, was, it was a different time. But, but Paris, because he's learning about 1930s culture through Captain Proton, yeah. is, yeah, he's getting into it. It was wrong. It's, it's absolutely wrong. You should never treat anything that way. Never. No. Man, I, lo- I love when the, the photonic being, the alien shoots Satan's robot Mm -hmm. and runs off and it's like damage damage require maintenance (laughs) it's like pleading to 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 Paris and Tuvok and they're just both like head like head goes down like god because it got itself into that situation like it was behind both Tuvok (laughs) and Paris and then it just bursts its way through and says like fuck you I'm gonna like deal with this situation and then get shot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or like when it's like invaders, inv- it's shouting invaders and, and, and Tom bonks it and says quiet. <laughs> and then it just goes. And then like invaders. invaders. Uh, it's like under its breath. And then like, uh, I think they're having the conversation, like Tom is having the conversation with Harry Kim and he, Tom's just like, if we ever get out of here, the first thing I'm going to do is delete that guy. Like out of this and then he's, delete this guy and then he's like actually i'm gonna delete this whole program and then he comes like well, what about your your research and he's like what does he say he says end transmission or like he says something super <laughs> cheesy of like end of the episode or something he's like so done with like, this this holiday i guess episode. for tom the end result of this episode was Black and white. Very black and white. Ding, 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 ding. All right, everyone, take a shot. (laughs) Um, Well, also, like, going back to just camp-wise, like, the names of everything, because it's in classic 1930s, like, sci-fi, like, Destructo Beam. Oh, no, uh, the the, the lightning shield. Lightning shield. The ray guns. Yeah. Yeah. What was the... uh, Death ray. What was the, uh, like, the mind control or, like, mind depth thing that that uh, Chaotica had called. I can't, can't remember. Mind but, death. Oh, I don't remember. What is J- that? Janeway goes like, I guess this is your, um, uh, what is it? What's the, what's the laser that Chaotica has? The death I ray. I guess death this ray. is your death this ray. This must be your and death like, ray. no, it's. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. It's a torture machine. It. It's like this weird torture machine with the, the little like bed on it and stuff. And it's got a thing pointing at some dude's head. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I yeah. 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 That's so Which, great. Yeah. I get it. Janeway's never been in this holodeck program, but they're right. Ne- it's right next to. <laughs> it's right next to the death ray. So, like, it's pretty clear which one of those two things is a death Janeway, ray. You should know which one's the death ray. Like, Janeway's Janeway's being a real boomer in this episode. Just walking around, <laughs> be like, "So this is your death ray?" And he's like, "No, you idiot! What the fuck do you know? This, this, this is my mind reader thing. Or so death ray is the things that that's pointing out the window at stuff, not the." <laughs> not at, um the 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 pheromones. Uh, that she uses and then like the the wafting like smoke mm-hmm. that like goes up the guy's oh, yeah. nose like guy's nose. super That's campy great. is yeah I, I love it it looks great they made it they made it look just good and just bad mm-hmm. enough yeah the cheese is the cheesiest you guys just want to rate it in those yeah, categories yeah let's do it let's rank yeah, let's them do it. I, I do want to say one more thing about the photonic beings it's like how many times <laughs> have they stopped ships 
and made for his contact with holodeck programs. They've had to have done it a lot, well, right? Because that's holodeck the only photonic energy going on throughout space. Yeah, I mean, it depends because, like, if we're going to get real, real, like, please, holodeck programs are only on Starfleet and like Starfleet ships and this is the first starfleet ship they've seen and there's like a there's like i think two or three other races that have them but you're right like it's it's not a common technology yeah. but but you'd but think these, they'd run into it at some point they're kind of right? dumb they're kind of dumb they're kind of bad right the photonic <laughs> beams kinda bad. are like, kind of bad at being explorers like at least starfleet can figure out what a photonic being is with their tricorders these yeah these photonic beings can't even read like by like regular beings <laughs> as anything they're just like they nothing. just yeah they just got everything booted up and they're like all right this is our first trip into the outside and like and they show up on this thing and they're like it seems like everyone's trying to murder us uh <laughs> we should probably start fighting okay so let's rank uh, it lead us into it Jan. lead us let's do this okay well, let's start with camp i like to start with the strong category oh. first uh, for me like this is an easy five it's for huge, me. Huge, yeah. Camp. Five treks, big time. Easy, yeah. It, five, it, it's, it wins. It's insane. Yeah, all right. Five across the board yeah. for sure. An easy five. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's uh, it's indisputable, and I wish more episodes had done it. Mm-hmm. I agree. This reminds me of the uh, episode where um, they go back to the original series uh, in DS Nine when. Uh, mm-hmm. Cisco and them have to go back. I, I don't even think it's in the holodeck, but they end up like getting superimposed into original uh, series. Epi- they, t- they time travel. Yeah, basically. they time travel. Yeah. And this reminds me a lot of that because they nailed it in that episode too. Like it looks fantastic and they totally nailed it here too. Yeah, it's great and great comparison. What's next? Let's do a weak category. I'll say suspense. Uh, yeah, not the only suspenseful moment that I felt in this was at the beginning when they're trying to get out of the holodeck. Yeah, so are they going to get out? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a it's little bit of suspense like- in the fact that Janeway gets captured and is Janeway going to be able to like bring down the lightning shield just in time for Tom Paris to attack? Because like Tom Paris is attacking and if she doesn't get that lightning shield down, we're done. Like, I guess yeah, so there's a little true. bit of suspense there. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll get, 2.5. I'll give it a 2. All right. 2.5. I'm going to give it a 1.5. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. Lowballing it. We, we knew. We knew. You don't have to apologize. Uh, apologize to Mr. Fuller <laughs> and Mr. <laughs> I, Taylor. I will not apologize to that man. How about uh, how about romance? <sighs> There's this really is a no tough romance. one. Janeway has. No, there like, is, though. No, she's got a. She's, she, I feel like Janeway kind of forms a connection yeah. with Chaotica. Okay, they're going to get right. married. Chaotica that's like, has romance. Uh, Involved in it yeah. for sure, because he proposes at the end. Chakotay is like, "Shall I end the program?" And she's like, "Uh, give me a they minute, a little moment." Well, it's purely for Chaotica to be like, "I'll get you, Batman." Like that, like <laughs> <laughs> that's like purely what that moment's. But for. like, Chaotica has been in love with Queen Arachnia for a while, for so a there's while, yeah. romance there. Also, the pheromones the, has everything to do with ooh, romance, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she seduces yeah. that guy. Lonzac. She's like, hey, let me kept out. her yeah. pheromones around. That's fucking and weird, man. A web. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the it's secretary. Strange. who's the um, There's an implied relationship there between Captain, Captain Proton, Captain Proton and, and, yeah. Constance Goodhart. Constance Goodhart. Right. <laughs> I think I'll give it a three. Real shame. I think I'll give it a three. 
a two five. I'm gonna go two five. Two point five. I'll give it a two three point five. I think it does yeah. some fun stuff there. The the holodeck programs are in love, and 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 as we've learned from this episode, holodeck's yeah. programs might be more sentient than we give them credit for. Exactly. Uh, action. There's pretty good action in here. I think kicks ass. There's a lot of shooting. Yeah, I think there are a lot of ray guns being shot, <laughs> yeah. for sure. The weird ray guns that are like the, you hold your fist up in the air. And you hold shock. like a trumpet. Yeah, <laughs> you hold like a and trumpet. Like, how do you fire those? Where's the trigger on that? Do you squeeze it? Like, I don't you do just it. squeeze it. <laughs> yeah, it's haptic. Well, there's, there's the action. <laughs> it's frustrating because uh, the ship getting hit and them having to like jerk around, right? Like classic Star Trek. Like classic. We've been classic. hit. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of good action. There's the war. With the fifth we don't dimension, see a lot of it. It's true. Yeah, Chaotica. We don't see a lot of it. it. But yeah, we see the 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 little purple things just shooting things. Mm-hmm. Like also, by the way, did it only did those purple things only show up places where there are like hollow emitters? I don't know. I, yeah, I'm it, guessing. It, it was. Yeah, I would assume so. There's not like random purple things all over the Voyager. <laughs> just everywhere. Like somebody's just in their room. And there's just like a, a, a purple, purple thing. portal thing. No, so, I yeah, think it's I just, that is. just in the holodeck, right? Because that's where the photonic yeah, stuff is. Yeah, that's where the photonic stuff is. I'm going to go with the 3.5 on this one. I think the action was pretty pretty fun. Yeah. Pretty I'm going to give it a 4.5 because there's a lot of stuff up front. There's a good karate chop mm-hmm. from Janeway. Yeah, yeah. Kim and Paris just murder everybody at one point. It was like, <laughs> we just got to we gotta get out of this program. Yeah. Just and just on everybody. And she shoots... Uh, the bad guy also she's just like not doing this and just shoots him like i don't know how to tell you yeah. <laughs> like said. yeah i love all right so you're giving so. a three five yeah Dylan? yeah for three action five. three five yeah Darius, how many what trucks you got? You um, action yeah i think three five is good three all five all right. so what do we got next well, how about stakes pretty low for me personally as i've well, already for you. stated I think we knew that one going in yeah for sure I mean, I think they're, they're implied stakes. Like the replicators and the lavatories are not functional on Voyager. Mm-hmm. And that's a oh, big deal. I completely forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Neelix is, is, he like, I love the moment when he leans into Janeway and it's like the lavatories aren't uh, functional. And she's like drinking <laughs> coffee. And he, she's like, should I be drinking this coffee <laughs> if the lavatories aren't functional? Uh, <laughs> I see. There's like, what, two, picture. two bathrooms functional at that point? Like, or four, four, four lavatories. And he line. makes that one line about that one race of aliens is like, and that's not even involving them yet. <laughs> and not even the Bolians. <laughs> yeah, you know how the Bolians go it. to the bathroom. You know how they shit. <laughs> 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 like, they shit big. Huge dumps. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen a bullion dump before, but by God. <laughs> it takes a while, too. <laughs> yeah, I think the stakes are there. I mean, for sure. They exist. They exist. I'm going to go with two for me. I might give it a four. Because, like, they're trying to get back to Earth. And this is something that could stop them from getting back to Earth. Like, yeah. I agree. And then also, if this holodeck program continues its war with the fifth dimension, like, they could theoretically... Mm-hmm cause the genocide of a photonic life form with their stupid yeah, movie, yeah, their stupid right. TV show. That's true. So I, I'm giving it really high stakes because, it, you know, that's kind of not what the Feder- how the Federation wants to present itself. That's true. And uh, last but not least, the oh. dialogue. Dialogue is killer, man. Killer Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, the actor, uh, Rainer, who... Pr- who plays Chaotica. I'm, I'm shocked he has not gotten more work in his career because he is just does such a good job like saying oh, all those Cheesy, insane delicious lines. lines. Yeah. We will rain destruction on the fifth dimension. 
big fan. I'm going to go with a good 4.5 on the dialogue. Uh, yeah. Dialogue's a 5 for me. Yeah, I, I give it a 5. I don't know how you get better. Like they they encapsulated the 1930s sci-fi really well. And I think Brian Fuller said when he was when he was talking about writing this episode, they watched like a bunch of Captain uh um uh, Flash Gordon before they wrote this episode. Flash Gordon. So like they did their research yeah. on it for sure. All right. I think you've convinced me. I'll give it a 5. Okay. That was a good. Wow. That was a good defense. Yeah, five. I think it's great. I'm, what was I'm your very rating? High big time. An item of dialogue that I wish were in the holodeck, but does not occur in the holodeck, is when yes. they're doing the briefing, and Janeway is like, "So he's going to like invade and kill all these aliens," and Paris is like, "Yes, ma'am. His army of evil." Like <laughs> 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 the clarification. Yes, well, his, his army of evil. Um, the whole conversation they have where Paris is basically trying to like explain to people what all these things mean to Tuvok mainly. Tuvok is not understanding that all these things are basically what they have just called something really dumb. And they're like, he says like, uh, they have the death ray and Tuvok is like, "Uh, why don't, we should have one of those. Yeah, right? why, don't, why don't we have one? <laughs> it's like, no, it's, no yeah, that's bad, not We don't have a fucking death ray, huh? <laughs> no, too yeah. like, we have phasers. They're basically the same thing. Like, <laughs> They're basically death rays, yeah. He tries to logically reason called. with the aliens. He's like, we yeah. <laughs> are real. These things are not. And aliens like, no. <laughs> no. One moment that is on the holodeck, which I loved, was when uh, Paris asks the doctor to press the destructo beam button, and he goes to press the button, and they both go, "No, not, not that, that one. button. <laughs> the other one." And like, and it looks exactly, it looks the, exactly same. the same. Also, they said the big button in the middle of the panel. That's a tiny button. It's, it's not, not a, big a big button. It's a tiny button. Yeah, it's, it's not very large. <laughs> oh God, that's so good. There's a moment where the doctor says. Uh, incoming. <laughs> uh, incoming. <laughs> Seems like nobody gives a shit. They're like nobody cares what's going on. They're like, I think something's happening. <laughs> He's like looking through the little periscope thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, incoming. Incoming. I guess. Uh, uh, so good. What's our score? Computer. What is the final score for this episode? Calculating. All right. Drum roll, please. 3.69. Whoa. 3.69. Yeah, 3.69. What does that put Ooh, it I, in our yeah. list? So that puts it below our man Bashir. Yep. Okay. But above Fistful of Datas. Okay. Yeah. But, but number two. two. I think that's valid. I think, yeah. I really think our man Bashir excels greatly. It's so, going to be tough to beat. Yeah. I think we were, I was trying to be a little more critical this time i feel I, like i really started handing out free free numbers with man with our man bashir though bashir. came as after as I love our both this full of data the thing is this episode doesn't have great suspense yeah. or no like, yeah the stakes aren't like super clear so super like high, yeah yeah i think we're just we just it's gonna be tough to beat our man bashir it just does everything you mean, the stakes so well. aren't, you mean the stakes aren't if they don't figure this out then they're gonna lose all of their commanding officers <laughs> the most important <laughs> people on the ship uh, on the huge stakes <laughs> Uh, I would say uh, also, like, I feel like this episode, super fun. It's great. Does a great job. I do think things slowed down a little bit near the end of the episode when Janeway gets on the thing. Like, I feel like they just revisit a lot of the, the beats, the story beats. Mm-hmm. That's uh, true. So I think that there is a sort of a balance yeah. thing to it. But overall, it's super On my fun. first watch through again of it, um, it felt slow. Like, 
And that was like, what, in 1999 when you first yeah, watched it? Yeah, when I was it. nine years old and I first watched this episode. Um, <laughs> no, but it felt slow. Like so I was four. I think you're right. I, I think it, it. There, it takes a second to get into it. I kind of was just like, can we just get into the like Flash Gordon aspect of this? And they yeah. got to give you all mm-hmm. the like stuff beforehand. Exposition. Yeah. yeah. But cool. well, yeah, well, this is not the last time yeah, we'll I'm see Captain Proton. This is not the last time we will see Captain nope. Proton on this. I love this one. Nope. I love the question mark. This won't be the last time, Captain Proton. <laughs> you we can do return. that. <laughs> cool. Well, that was a good time, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. So the next week, we'll be doing an episode from The Next Generation again. Yes. It's called Manhunt. It's season two, episode 19, if you want to watch along with us. All right. You can follow us on Instagram at Trek to the Holodeck. Thanks for listening, everyone. Check us out on the gram, just like Darius said. And enjoy your time outside of the holodeck. And make sure to come back again to spend more time with us inside the holodeck. Cool. Cool. Computer, stop this bullshit. (laughs) And program. spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite and for a while i almost forgot he was a hologram that means the holodeck safeties are off computer execute complete shutdown of the holodeck all holo simulations have been terminated 